Asheville, North Carolina. Liberal, artsy, scenic, vegan-friendly, Beer City, USA. On Wednesday, September 18th, 2020, I woke up early and headed into Amsterdam for my usual early morning November project workout. Usually we go for a coffee afterwards and have a catch-up, but this time, however, I headed straight home. Several hours later, I was going to board a flight to Atlanta and then on to Asheville, North Carolina. No, not Nashville. Today I'm talking about Asheville. Nestled in the Appalachian Mountains, Asheville is a small city in western North Carolina, has a beautifully maintained Art Deco-style downtown. You might know it as the location of the Biltmore Estate, which is the largest privately owned home in America. The house and grounds of the Biltmore Estate are massive and super lavish. You've probably seen the Biltmore House in movies. I knew it as the home of Rishi Rich. These days, Asheville has a fast-growing reputation as a city of arts, culture, and more liberal ideas. It's a hub for self-employed go-getters and nature lovers alike. It's known as Beer City USA. Asheville has the most breweries per head of population anywhere in the USA, and maybe anywhere in the world. There were five breweries within a two-kilometer radius of my accommodation. Unsurprisingly, it's also a vegan paradise. As a craft beer-loving vegan, it's no surprise that I loved the city. But probably like most of you, I had never heard of it before. That is, until I discovered No Meat Athlete. No Meat Athlete gets a lot of shout-outs on my podcast, mainly because I have to credit the website for being a large part of why I am the person I am today. Vegan, distance runner, craft beer enthusiast, it's all played a massive part, and still does, in my journey of self-improvement. The founder of No Meat Athlete is Matt Fraser, another common mention on the podcast. Matt was and still is a big inspiration of mine, but these days I'm also lucky enough to call him a friend. I first met him at a veg fest in Brussels. I saw his talk and we chatted for a while afterwards. I sat in the front row with my No Meat Athlete t-shirt on, trying not to be too much of a fanboy. I've been on the No Meat Athlete radio podcast Episode 265, if you're curious, it's called Running Your First 50k Ultra Marathon. That was a big, that was a proud moment for me. But Matt lives in Asheville, North Carolina with his family and he invited me over. I found an affordable flight with Delta from Amsterdam to Asheville through Atlanta and what began as a vague desire to check it out someday became a reality. Let me take you along as I recap my trip to the wonderful city of Asheville, North Carolina. When you get to Asheville. The flight over was pleasant. The crew were very friendly. I'd been on two Delta flights to America that year, and on both of them, the crew had been wonderful. And I got a nice vegan meal. Delta even serve American craft beer on board. They're an Atlanta-based airline, and they have this craft brewery from Atlanta called Sweetwater, which serves their IPA on board, which, as you will see, was starting as I mean to continue. 
There was a bit of a hassle getting to my connected flight when I was in Atlanta airport, but it was nice to wander around one of the biggest and most important in North America. I had a rather yummy vegan taco, which was the first of many delicious vegan American foods that I was to enjoy that week. I do love a taco. This was bean, like rice, bean and veggie taco, maybe something like that. It was very nice. The flight to Asheville took under an hour. Unfortunately, it was getting dark at that stage. I was hoping to enjoy the scenery, to see the mountains and the landing. Asheville Airport itself is tiny. There seemed to be no buses running anymore, so I had to get a taxi to my accommodation. I was staying in the Asheville Hostel and Guest House, which was a charming residential house in a perfect location. I had no idea. I knew it was central, but I didn't know just how ideal it was going to be. It was walking distance from downtown, and it was in the South Slopes district, which is where all the breweries are. The owner of the guest house, BJ, or PJ, I forget, but he was a lovely man, very friendly and helpful. He sat with me for about an hour, welcoming me and showing me the, the hostel, but then also just sitting there with me chatting. He had a map of Asheville open. He was highlighting what to do, where to go, giving me like special emphasis on the music venues, the food spots, the local culture hubs. It was really great, very appreciated. I did love his voice too. Just sat there listening. As luck would have it, the other two guests at the hostel at that time were two Dutch guys who were on a road trip through the US. I don't remember the names, but they were really nice guys. While I was there to see Matt, unfortunately the timing wasn't ideal. Him and his family were in Italy for a wedding at that time. They were only coming back later in the week, so I had a few days to myself to explore. On the first morning, I decided to head downtown to find some breakfast. Right on Pack Square, the main city square, I found this spot called the Green Sage Cafe. From what I've seen, it's just a chain restaurant, or cafe, but it had so many vegan options. The staff were really friendly. It just had a nice vibe. I went there many times during my stay, but on this morning, I had my first ever breakfast burrito. It had black beans, veggies, kale, scrambled tofu, all wrapped up and served with a green salsa dip, and I was very happy to see every table had a bottle of hot sauce as standard. So my first ever Asheville breakfast was delicious. Of course, I took advantage of the great American coffee culture of drip coffee as standard and free refills. Feeling pleasantly full and well caffeinated, I took a walk around the town. There is no massive high-rise buildings in Asheville, but there are a few Art Deco era skyscrapers, what they would call skyscrapers at the time, and some of the architecture is just gorgeous. The City Hall is this beautiful big building with this extravagant eight-sided pointed roof. Around the city hall is this nice park, recreational area, bandstand. In the park there, there was a small pillar which had the words, May peace prevail on earth, which was nice. But was even better, I walked around to the other side and the same message was written in Irish. Gumai siakon er on down. In like Celtic font as well. No idea why there was an Irish wish there in the Celtic lettering and all, but hey, it brought a smile to my face. I spent the day wandering through the city, exploring lovely spots like the French Broad Co-op Supermarket, exactly as you expect a co-op to be in its authentic form. It was full of local, organic produce, had a real homey feel to it. They even served cold brew coffee, kombucha and craft beer on tap. People would bring their refillable bottles. It was very minimum waste, very Asheville, I would come to realise. Another stop on my wanderings was the independent bookstore Malaprops. Malaprops, uh, to me it's a strange name, but it was a place I'd heard referenced many times on the NMA, the You Know Me Athlete podcast. Matt's been talking about it from book signings and so on. 
So I was excited to see one of these places for real myself. It was a great bookstore. And it was fun to see Matt's books there. I bought one of his, the original Nomad Athlete book. And I bought this blank notepad, this journal thing, so I could, you know, keep a travel journal. It's one of my favourite things to do when I'm travelling. Not only so I have a record of the memories, but also just writing it. I try to keep it up on a daily basis. It forces me to slow down when I'm travelling, to linger a little longer in a nice cafe. I enjoy that. I visited another supermarket which had a massive beer selection. I thought I was impressed at first, but I later came to realise this is just typical Asheville. Well, the thing I remember from this shop is the niche stuff they sold. In Ireland, there's this iconic tea brand called Barry's Tea. It's nearly impossible to get it, even in the Netherlands. Yet for some reason, this store in particular had Barry's Tea decaf, of all things. I'd brought some Dutch treats for Matt and his family to enjoy. Stroopwafels, Tony's Chocolate Only, which is a famous brand of Dutch chocolate. And of course, in the store here in North Carolina, I found both Stroopwafels and Tony's Chocolate Only on sale. I had travelled thousands of miles with these rare treats, so I thought, and you can just buy them in the local supermarket. Thankfully, Matt didn't know, so they were new treats for him and his family. Later that day, I visited the first of what would be many breweries. The One World Brewery, One World Brewing, is a small one located right downtown, and it seemed an ideal place to start. I had a nice chat with a girl working behind the bar and a few local residents, and sampled some delicious beer. But by this stage, jet lag and a long day had kicked in, so I didn't make it a late one. Matt Fraser wasn't the only Asheville resident that I knew. I had found a fellow Nomad athlete fan on Instagram who also happened to live in Asheville. Jason, he agreed to meet me at my place and take me on an early morning run. Very nice of him. He took me through the city to another part of town called Montford. Montford seemed like a more wealthy neighbourhood and had a nice old-fashioned feeling to it. We ran through this beautiful park and it was the first time I got a decent view of the mountains that surrounded the whole city. Having lived in the Netherlands for years, I had to just stop and take in the view. Mountains, they were beautiful and big and glorious. Jason gave me a lovely tour and a fun run, all before he headed to work. I returned to the Green Sage Cafe again to try one of their other vegan breakfast options. This time I had the breakfast bowl and it was nice, but I preferred the burrito from the day before. Today I had booked my first activity of the trip a brewery e-bike tour with the Asheville Adventure Company. I met up with a bunch of other tourists at their office. We were all given our e-bikes and helmets, of course. I'd never ridden an e-bike, so it felt weird. When you turn on the power, it's like changing gears on the handlebars. You have this little control panel, and you turn on the power. It feels like someone's giving you a push from behind. Just suddenly you have so much more momentum. Um, It took me a while to get used to, and I just didn't enjoy the electric power so most of it I did so for the most part I just used pedal power it was clear that I had a much better handle of the bike than some of the others now Americans don't ride bikes nearly as much and you could tell but there were a couple of older people in the group and of course I ride my bike every day so I had some experience we spent the next few hours riding from brewery to brewery all across the city having a drink or two depending on the time in each one it was a fun way to see the city The weather was beautiful, big bright sunny day, wasn't too hot, and we had a really nice group. I particularly enjoyed the massive shiny new Belgian brewery, located in a scenic spot on the French Broad River, it's a bit more out of the city, a bit more natural. I think that was our first stop and I had my first beer there and I remember walking out onto the terrace overlooking the French Broad River, 
sipping a local Asheville beer in the sunshine, thinking, oh, I'm here. I, I was so happy. It was so nice to be there. Another one I really enjoyed was our last stop, Burial Brewery. Burial was quite the opposite of New Belgium. It looked and felt a bit like someone had started a brewery in a shack and then just built on that. It was very rustic, very cool. Burial did have a wall of brewery stickers, like a full wall with stickers from all over the world. And as it happened, I had one from my favourite local brewery, which I added to the wall. So now there's a little bit of Altia in Asheville. Towards the end, I did start to use the electric power on the bike as it got very hilly and I was getting a little tipsy as well. But this was a, all in all, this was a great day to make some new friends and I had a fun afternoon. Asheville Adventure Company even had a beer tap in their office and they gave us one more when we got back, like it was needed. That evening, perhaps unsurprisingly, is a bit of a blank space in my memory now. I didn't even take any photos, which is the main reference for my whole uh, recap here. I probably went to bed early because the next morning I was again having an early start, but this time not for a run, but for football. I had heard there was a local English-style pub that was showing Premier League games, and the first was due to start at 7.30am local time. I'd walk through the deserted morning streets of Asheville, almost certain that I'd arrive at a pub with a locked door, and there was a voice in my head telling me, of course it's closed, it's a pub and it's half seven in the morning. But, thankfully, when I got there, the door was open, could hear the sounds of the TV broadcasting. I walked down the stairs of the old London Road pub to find the 8-10 to 10 football fans already there. The walls of this place were just covered with flags, scarves, jerseys from pretty much every English team, a few from around Europe, and of course the local team, Asheville City FC. One small regret I do have from the trip is that I didn't get to see them play at all or buy their shirt. It was the off-season for their, their club, so there were no events, no games happening. Their shirt, coincidentally, I'd heard is the season ticket, which I thought was a great idea. So you would buy their shirt at the stadium or in a store or wherever. And when you showed up to a game, you got in because you wore the shirt. That seemed like a great thing for a local, for a small, small town club to do. But back in the bar, it was a bit early for a beer, even for me, though I seemed to be the only one who thought that. I asked for a coffee to clear my foggy head a bit, but they only had cold brew, a bottle of cold brew coffee. That, that'll do, that did the trick. Of course, they mean cold. Drinks in America are just served as close to freezing as possible while still being liquid, basically with basically as much ice as the glass can hold. I know it's it's the American South, so it gets hot. But I have sensitive teeth and I just don't generally enjoy really cold food and drink. So I was sipping that cold brew coffee for, yeah, quite a while. I had only planned on seeing the first game, but the vibe in this place was so enjoyable. The woman working behind the bar was so friendly. She seemed to know most of the customers as if they were all regulars. At one point, she took orders from the whole room for breakfast burritos from a local restaurant. Although sadly, there was no vegan option. But she was happy to let me get one from the nearby Green Sage Cafe and bring that back in with me instead. After a while, I too switched to beer, as they had many interesting options there, mostly local, of course. I got talking to a couple of guys I was sharing a table with, who were big soccer fans, and also played fantasy football like me. Seeing the customers, all young to middle-aged men, savoured these weekend mornings where they could meet their friends and fellow football fans, get away with drinking in the morning, take a break from whatever family life is going on from work, and just cheer on their favourite team. There was an enthusiasm for football here, which is something different to anything I've seen in Europe. 
They didn't take it for granted at all. They seemed so positive and so enthusiastic. That afternoon, I was again returning to the Asheville Adventure Company. I had booked to do this hike and waterfall swim excursion thing, but they called me that morning to say I was the only one booked in for the tour, and would it be possible if I could do their kayaking, river kayaking trip instead? Yeah, for me it was fine. I didn't want to have them doing all the work just so they could take me hiking. I'd rather have been with a group anyway, and yeah, they were very grateful. When I returned to the location, to the office, the guy referred to me as, hey, there's our favourite customer back again, (laughs) which was nice. Asheville Adventure Company also shared a building with a very cool looking trail running store, but sadly I didn't really have any time to explore it. We were driven out of town for a few miles to a spot on the French Broad River, where we got in our kayaks and started paddling out. The river was very shallow after a prolonged period of warm weather, so I was told, but aside from occasionally getting stuck on a larger rock, I had a really nice time. It was slow and easy, there were a few rapids here and there, but nothing major, and it was a nice diverse group of of people with me, and it took us through gorgeous mountain scenery. At one stage this old freight train was passing by, and we even saw a couple of bald eagles flying overhead. It felt very like Mark Twain, Huckleberry Finn, really old-time America for me, and I love that. Also enjoyed another one of their complimentary beers on tap back at the office. It was some sort of orange, like Mandarin IPA. I'm not sure which one, but it may have been my favourite beer of the whole trip. Which is saying something, because I tried quite a few. That evening I had dinner in Rosetta's kitchen. It's a, a, like a soulful place for veggie comfort food. I think it was vegetarian, not completely vegan. But it had already come recommended by a few people as a place I shouldn't miss. And oh, they were right. It was hearty, delicious... They made a wide variety of their own kombucha there, which I tried as well. Lovely. And it had a full cocktail bar. So after dinner, I helped myself to an old-fashioned. It was the weekend now, so afterwards I was strolling through the streets of downtown Asheville. It's it's generally a quiet, peaceful town, but then the locals bemoan the fact that their secret is out. On a Saturday night, you could really tell. The place was full of visitors from other areas. You could just see that they were not locals. The group of wealthy looking white dudes in golf gear in a cafe where I had breakfast that morning. The type of people you see in like college sororities or fraternities. They seem to come to Asheville to party on a weekend. A very different vibe compared to the weekday and maybe not for the best. But hey, they were outside visitors just like me and I'm sure they brought a lot of money into the town and all that. I visited another place that had been recommended to me, a Belgian beer bar called The Thirsty Monk. The decor was really familiar, the beers even more so. It was a very nice place with a large variety that are probably hard to find in America, but for me they're on the shelves of basically every supermarket around here. Still, it's always nice to get a familiar taste when you're in unfamiliar lands. I didn't stay long though, the bachelor and bachelorette parties were starting to take over at that stage. Next morning, I rose bright and early for another morning run. Unlike many European cities, the river doesn't typically cut through the heart of American cities, which was exactly the case in Asheville. You could probably spend a few days in the city without ever seeing the French Broad River. But I'd heard that the River Arts District and West Asheville areas were really worth checking out, and for me there's no better way when I travel than waking up early in the morning before the rest of the world wakes up. It was slightly foggy, and but overall a very sunny morning. The air was fresh and the streets were quiet and it was just bliss. West Asheville was a lot more hilly, so I certainly got a decent workout in too. I even saw a few groundhogs. 
they're pretty prevalent in this part of the world apparently but it was the first time I'd seen one that wasn't on TV in the movie Groundhog Day to treat myself after a tough run I visited Vortex Donuts Vortex is another one of these well-renowned and highly recommended places in all the guidebooks that I'd read so it was quite busy but oh with good reason most of the business was to go, the weekend visitors were all driving home on a Sunday and it stocked up for the road, so I took a seat inside at a table and helped myself to two vegan donuts and a coffee. I'm not actually that much of a donut fan, but these were really just unbelievable. You could really taste how fresh they were, free coffee refills of course, the decor in Vortex was very hip, the staff were lovely and it was yeah, just a really nice visit. The only downside was these four young guys who were sitting at the table across from me, by the looks of them, I can only assume they were all called Brad or Chad. And I, I know I'm being judgmental, but they all had the same dress sense, khaki chinos, smart shoes, polo neck t-shirt or a shirt. And they were loudly discussing how trade unions are actually a bad idea and that sort of thing. I could very easily picture the, picture the four of them wearing those re red Make America Great Again hats and then getting into four separate SUVs to drive home from this place. Yep, like I said, some personal vibe. Some personal bias in there, but they were just annoying. I remember Jason, the Asheville local who I went for the morning run with. He'd gotten back in touch with me to offer to take me a drive along the Blue Ridge Parkway. The Blue Ridge Parkway is probably the highest rated thing to do in Asheville on TripAdvisor. I'd read so many wonderful, wonderful reviews, but it's a scenic drive and yeah, I don't drive. So I just shrugged it off as one of those things I wouldn't be able to do. But Jason and his husband... Uh, I'm sorry if you're listening, I do forget your husband's name. He was equally lovely. They offered to spend their free time with me on Sunday on the parkway. They offered to take me out for a drive. First, we stopped for a brunch in a vegan place called Bean Vegan Cuisine. It was a typical old colonial-style wooden house, and we sat on a terrace in the sun. I had my first ever true southern-style breakfast, made vegan, of course. There were fried greens, these delicious things called soy curls, and of course biscuits, like the American style biscuit that is, which is basically a savoury scone that is bland on its own but it pairs deliciously with basically whatever I had on my plate, and all lathered in local firewalker hot sauce. We sat and ate in the sun and I got to know them a bit more. Unfortunately I've heard that restaurant is now closed so I'm glad I got to experience it. Then we went on to the parkway. The Blue Ridge Parkway was a project undertaken during the Great Depression era to provide some jobs for workers in the downtime. It's essentially an unnecessary road, but it meanders through the mountains and nowadays it provides the most stunning views. We kept stopping at these outlook points to get the view. At the first one I was already amazed, but the, the guys were just smiling to themselves because as we kept climbing higher and higher the views just got better and better. Jason and his husband were just so nice, they were such a joy to spend time with. We finished our day with a beer at the Pisgah National Forest Visitor Centre, which uh, we were overlooking miles and miles of unspoiled forests and mountains. Just so good. If either of you are listening to this, by the way, I just want to thank you again so much. This is probably the highlight of my entire trip. By now, Matt and his family had returned from Italy, but they took a bit of time to get over the jet lag and settle home. I was due to meet Matt later that day, but first I took a chance to hit one of the other famous beer spots in the city, the Funkatorium. That's by Wicked Weed. Wicked Weed are one of the original, and now probably the most well-known Asheville brewery. I believe they've been bought out by one of the major ones, but they're still independent in style, at least. 
but they had opened up an entirely separate location for their sour beers. Seemingly sours, the yeast involved in making sour beers can contaminate contaminate a whole batch of the rest. They're very volatile, so they thought it better to just create a separate brewery entirely. Now, I'm not much of a fan of sours, but I had to give it a try. I ordered one of the less sour ones, sat in the afternoon sun, and I caught up on my writing in my Asheville travel journal. There was bluegrass music playing, this traditional folk trio, and I didn't enjoy the beer that much, but the music was great, and it was just a lovely way to spend an hour or so. Another thing I'd read is that Asheville has a music venue which is one of the most famous in the South. The Orange Peel was a big orange building, actually very close to my accommodation, as luck would have it. Again, I was in such an ideal location. The venue itself had hosted many famous acts over the years, Bob Dylan, Modest Mouse, The Black Keys, and more. I think Dave Grohl had even played a surprise show there when he was in town once. So I checked the dates from my trip, and during my time there, there was a band called Local Natives which were playing a show. The name sounded familiar, so I I checked out their music, and it seemed good enough for me to see a show. Their drummer was also called Matt Fraser. My my friend Matt, who I was visiting in Asheville, just happened to play the drums, so I had to check if he quietly had a secret side project as a rock drummer. Sadly, different people. But my friend Matt Fraser did meet me that evening, so we could go for a drink and a catch-up. The last time I saw Matt was in Valencia in Spain, so this was nice to meet him on more familiar turf, at least for him. He took me to a couple of breweries that are a bit outside the city, Curses Keem, Curses Kem, not sure how that one is pronounced, and Hillman. Curses Keem was nice, in a natural location, it was cool to sit outside and chat and catch up, but the brewery to me was nothing special. But then we visited Hillman, which I really enjoyed. The atmosphere there was cool, nice decor, it was rustic, and the beer was great. But we had one drink there before Matt dropped me back into town, right outside the venue, in perfect time for the show. So I love live music in general, going to shows, which makes 2020 suck all that more. But it felt very special to be in an American venue for the first time. I was just curious to see what the differences would be, how the crowds would be. Firstly, and there shouldn't really have been any surprise at this stage, but the bar was amazing. At a typical music venue in Europe, you might have a beer or two on tap, and pretty mainstream ones. Here, there were about 20 taps with all the local beers and some some bigger American ones. It was so impressive. What was less fun is that the first one I ordered, I accidentally dropped halfway through. I just fell all over the floor, which was gutting because it was really a nice one. And I ordered another one, a different one, which wasn't so good, but a few people nearby had already thought I was drunk because I spilled the first one, so I just made sure to hold it securely and then sip slowly. The show itself was great. Local natives were a lot of fun, kind of folk, pop music, nice harmonies, and a very upbeat performance. The American crowds, they just seemed to be louder in general, a lot more enthusiasm with cheering and clapping, and I had a great time. It is always nice when your journey home from a gig takes less than five minutes on foot, too. The next day was probably the hottest during my whole trip. I had good weather all throughout the stay, but this day was properly hot. In the morning, I returned to Vortex Donuts again. It was just so good the first time round. I'd heard they had an apple fritter, which was a must-try, so I returned to give that a go, and oh, I'm so glad I did. The donuts were great, but the apple fritter was just out of this world. It was so oily and sugary, but wow, it was just, mm, I can still taste it. On this day, I had a blank schedule, and I wasn't really sure what I would do, so I started with a walk out of the city. 
About 30 minutes on foot took me to this outer commercial area. There were lots of like fast food drive-ins and bigger shops. I explored Ingalls, which is like the local, the regional version of Walmart. And there, I, I just, again, I love visiting a foreign supermarkets. So I find it really interesting. And I bought some nice local products to bring home. There was a few hot sauces, sriracha salt, liquid smoke, a vegan mac and cheese, which was cool. Then I headed back into town and took a walk, taking in the side streets and some detours, now that it was all a little bit more familiar to me. And yeah, in the afternoon sun, it just looked beautiful. I went to the local bus depot to check bus times to Black Mountain. Black Mountain is a nearby town which I'd heard was a nice little side trip from Asheville. The co-host of the Nomad Athlete podcast is a guy called Doug Hay. Doug lives there and um, someone I really wanted to meet up with during my trip. But the buses were yeah, a bit sporadic and I just missed one so the next wouldn't be for hours. So instead, right beside the bus depot there was another brewery, of course. So I checked it out. This one was a little less celebrated in all the online stuff I'd read but was honestly probably my favourite one of the whole trip. The appropriately named Asheville Brewing Company had a large and air-conditioned, importantly, indoor bar. The heat of the day was just getting to me, so I had to... So I felt like sitting down somewhere cool with a nice beer in hand. I caught up on my travel journal, which I'd fallen a bit behind on. Tried a flight of beers, the small selection of some that the brewery had. Their two IPAs were Shiva and Perfect Day, and they were just the two of the best I've ever had. I had a nice chat with some locals there. I enjoyed a slice of vegan pizza because it's Asheville. You just you can get vegan pizza in a brewery. This one was with jalapenos. Spicy, but ooh, nice. And I bought a t-shirt. I wanted some souvenirs from my trip as I figured it wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be one that I would make on a regular occurrence to Asheville. The name Asheville Brewing Company was nice and clear about where I'd been compared to buying ones that said Wicked Weed or New Belgium. Bit more vague. So that afternoon, I was going to be picked up by at my accommodation by Matt's wife, Erin. So I was spending the last three nights staying in their home. I had an hour or so to enjoy the last spots in my area, which I'd yet to check out, the South Slopes district, which included the French Broad Ice Creamery. I'd heard a lot about that. They had this vegan ice cream sandwich on sale, and I underestimated the size and the weight of it. It was this big, heavy, rich thing. It was delicious. But I'd barely gotten started by the time Erin came to pick me up. Their two kids were in the car too, and I, I gave them both a bit of my uh, ice cream sandwich to enjoy because it was there, was there was plenty to go around. It was so good, but unfortunately, as delicious as it was, it got quite crumbly and melty, and I did feel a bit guilty for potentially being the cause of the car getting messy. But it was nice to see Erin and the kids again. I'd, I'd gotten on with them really well the last time we met. They lived in a house outside Asheville, about 15-20 minute drive outside the city, I think, in a more remote area in the mountains. It certainly was beautiful, but they, they often spoke of seeing bears around the area. I was hoping to see one, truth be told. But all I got to notice were things like track marks and the damage caused by bears in some gardens along the street. Their house was beautiful. It had a large garden, it was a rustic building with a back terrace, which overlooked the forests and the hills. Very idyllic. I was excited to see how this vegan, health-focused family lived their home life. And it was fun to see Matt's office, you know, the, the base of operations for the whole Nomad Athlete world. Again, I just can't understate how big of an influence Nomad Athlete has had on my life, so it was great to be in the home of Nomad Athlete. That evening was nice, we just relaxed and caught up with each other. I played FIFA with Holden for a bit. 
Holden's a big football fan, and from what I've seen, he's a great football player. I'll give him a shout out here because he show he shows off a lot of his training and skills and tricks on his Instagram. So if you check out Mountain Football Kid, that's at Mountain Football Kid on Instagram, any football fans will really enjoy. Holden's going to be a great player. He he already is. After dinner, I gave the kids, Holden and the daughter Ellery, some Dutch treats which I'd brought with me. They seemed to enjoy them, and the licorice in particular. And I spent a nice evening with Matt and Erin on the balcony. We were enjoying the sounds from the forest and the quiet most of all. Had a couple of beers and I got to try some Miyoko's vegan cheese on crackers. That was another thing I'd heard about through the podcast and was happy to be getting to try it for myself. And yeah, it was really good. The next morning I went for a trail run with Erin and Holden. Matt had to work so I enjoyed an hour or so with them. We were running in the woods. The scenery was beautiful. And thankfully, we didn't encounter any bears in this in this instance. I was very impressed with how Holden could keep up with us for the entire run. He's ten years old, maybe eleven now, but he was ten at the time, and yeah, he had he was full of energy. Later that afternoon, Matt took me along to watch Holden's football training. It was a very hot afternoon as we stood there in the sun watching them play, but it was nice to chat with some of the other parents. There were so many bugs though, because it's a really natural foresty area which is one of the great things about Asheville but as a result the heat the remote location there's a lot of wildlife around and in this case just insects they all seem to be a bit more used to it than I was the stink bugs were annoying they're quite big bugs and I don't know why they're called stink bugs I'm sure there's some foul smell involved but I didn't notice anything I had started to buy quite a few things and I wanted to get more you know beer to take home with me and some Asheville products but I didn't check in a suitcase to bring over. I didn't bring any extra luggage apart from my hand luggage. So I decided I was just going to buy some cheap suitcase anywhere I could. Just go to a supermarket and get the cheapest suitcase I could find. But there was nothing really like that in the center of Asheville. So I um, I told Matt and he said he would take me out to a Goodwill store. Goodwill is like the, the charity secondhand store. Um, where you can buy lots of used stuff and the money will go to good causes. And he figured the Goodwill would have suitcases, you know, as cheap as can be. And they did. So while Holden was a training, we took a quick ride to a nearby Goodwill store. The first one I found was there. A bit tattered, but it was working fine. The wheels, the handle, all good. And it was $6, so got that, which was nice. After Holden's training, we were heading to meet Erin so that Matt could drop off Holden with her before we carried on with our day. We did have one pit stop to make first, though. Another of the common talking points on the no meat athlete podcast is plant-based meats and burger king had this new impossible whopper which was a fully plant-based version of the famous whopper and matt and doug had talked about it so often on the podcast so by the time i got there i had to try one holden was getting a reward for a good training session but it was basically for my sake that we visited matt did kind of cautiously ask if i wouldn't mind paying for the food as he didn't think a burger king transaction record would look great on the uh the records of no meat athletes business credit card which makes sense and yeah of course i was happy to do it these folks were hosting me they're showing me a lovely time it was the least i could do the whopper itself was decent just very close to what i remember the real thing being like i'm just not much of a fan of beef whether it's plant-based or animal-based but it was enjoyable to have that traditional fast food experience with matt and holden That evening, we were going to meet Matt's friend and podcast co-host, Doug, who I mentioned earlier. 
Doug is someone I've looked up to for many years now as a vegan, as a trail runner, and I basically have him to thank in a large way for the fact that I'm now myself a trail and ultra runner. However, at this time Doug had recently lost a family member, so I wasn't sure if he would be, you know, up for meeting, fairly understandably. Matt first took me to the Pisgah Brewery, a more rural location in this beautiful scenic spot. The brewery had a large outdoor area and had a nice vibe. Apparently it's a popular music venue and there were band posters all over the walls. The grounds, on the grounds they have this disc golf uh, course, like frisbee golf, which is a new trendy thing. I don't think it's reached Europe quite as much, but Doug certainly talks about disc golf a lot on the show. They had a nice variety of beers, but Matt proclaimed that their stout in particular was one of the best he'd ever had and he urged me to try it. Which, when you're talking to an Irish guy, it's a big call. I gave it a go, and yeah, he was right, it was delicious. Though I was undoubtedly influenced, you know, biased by the fact that I was just in a great mood and, you know, sitting in gorgeous surroundings. After that, we headed to Black Mountain. It's a small town, not far from Asheville, and it had a nice, cosy atmosphere to it. You might recognise Black Mountain if you've seen the amazing film Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. A lot of the downtown scenes were filmed in Black Mountain. We met Doug, thankfully he agreed to join us, and he, just as we pulled up, he was arriving on his bike. It was just great to meet someone I admired and followed online for many years, and he seemed to be in good spirits. We went to a place called Black Mountain Brewing, a small brewery, and it seemed nice, though the beers there we had were decent, I'd say. You know, there were high standards in Asheville, North Carolina. These were okay. Plus, it was just getting a bit cold. We were sitting outside. So we next decided to go to Black Mountain Ale House, sat inside, and this place had a much more traditional American bar, like a sports bar feel. It was cozy and welcoming, and I was just having a great time chatting with Matt and Doug. It's clear that they were good friends for a long time, and it felt great that I could just slot in seamlessly. They joked about college days, American sports, working in the jobs that they do in the plant-based world, and I even got some gossip about some of the more famous characters that are in the plant-based lifestyle world. But the night was getting late and we decided to head home. On the drive home, Matt showed me a text he got from Doug, saying he was very happy he decided to come out, which, yeah, it was lovely to read that. It made me happy too. Doug is a wonderfully fun, friendly guy, very good-natured, and I hope I get to spend more time with him in future, though maybe next time on a run or in a restaurant rather than just at a brewery. The next day was sadly to be my last full day in Asheville. It started slow, as the heads were a bit groggy from the night before. I enjoyed some coffee and a nice pancake breakfast Erin had made. She treats the kids with pancakes made in an air fryer on the weekends, and yeah, she treated me too. Before my trip, I did ask Matt if I could somehow get a glimpse into the everyday work involved in running Nomad Athlete. So he showed me around the office, in which he proudly displayed books of his that he that were translated into other languages. He also asked if I wanted to participate in the podcast recording. I tried to play it cool and not get too excited. Just, yeah, sure, why not? The night before, Doug and Matt had been brainstorming ideas for the, the, the next day's podcast and lacking a bit of inspiration. I hope I'm not revealing too much of what goes on behind the scenes here, guys. They decided it should be a Q&A episode where I ask some of the questions. So I spent the morning after breakfast on the balcony, enjoying the fresh morning air and just writing a few questions for later. 
it did feel great sitting in on the entire podcast recording to see the mechanics of it, what goes on behind the scenes, the mistakes they make, and to have participated myself. There was only one microphone, so Matt and I did have to sit quite close, and I tried my best to stay deadly silent. But yeah, very glad I got the opportunity. Sadly, after that, the time came for me to leave. I had to head to the airport. Luckily, I did have some time. And I wanted to return to Asheville, the town itself, to pick up a few things to take home before I left. Namely, a few select a selection of the amazing local beers and some products from the French Broad Co-op that I'd been to earlier in the week. I bought a few Cliff Bars that aren't available over here. There's much more variety there. Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee. Now, if these guys want to sponsor the podcast, I love mushroom coffee. It sounds weird the first time I'd heard it. Like, mushroom? How can you make coffee out of mushrooms? But it's got that nice roasted flavor, seemingly very healthy for you. Got some caffeine as well, so it gives you a kick, but not the spike that a strong coffee standard one will do. So I got some of that, which was great. And vegan jerky. Again, standard Asheville thing. You can get vegan versions of everything, basically. And then I just got a few snacks for my upcoming journey. I sat outside drinking a kombucha and I ordered my taxi back to the airport. I took in the last sights of Asheville as I waited. Appropriately, the Wicked Weed Brewery and the Orange Peel venue were just right across the street from me. An appropriate view to commemorate some of the highlights of yeah, what had just been a wonderful trip. On the ride to the airport, the taxi driver asked me about my stay and if I'd managed to, to see the Sierra Nevada Brewery. I'd heard a lot about it. Sierra Nevada is now one of the biggest beers, one of the biggest brewing companies in America. And I'd read it being described as this sort of Disneyland for beer lovers. It was a massive campus, is that the right word? Complex? But it was really located a bit far out of Asheville and I'd heard it requires at least half a day to do it right. So it just lost out in my battle to do as much as possible. I, It was just one of those things I didn't, I decided I wouldn't get to do. But the driver couldn't believe I'd missed it and asked what time my flight left. He was offering to bring me out there for one last stop on my tour for no extra charge. Even the taxi drivers in Asheville are beer enthusiasts. But sadly, I had plenty of time to catch my flight, but not enough to do anything else. So he dropped me off at the airport instead. I was wearing a Nomad Athlete t-shirt, which did prompt this unsolicited comment from a, a larger man in a cowboy hat and leather boots. Something like, no wonder you're so skinny, to me, which ah, I didn't bother making a fuss or mentioning what I wanted to in my head, that he didn't exactly look like a picture of health himself, but whatever, I just acknowledged him and I went about my business. The airport was funny because Asheville is in North Carolina, which, despite having the name North in it, is definitely in the American South. And you can tell there are signs, you'll see a truck with a Confederate flag bumper sticker here and there, and as vibrant and liberal and diverse as Asheville City is, the surrounding areas, not so much. And you really see this in the airport, it's quite an interesting mix of people. While I was waiting, I got a coffee from probably the most friendly person working in an airport I'd ever met. She was lovely, I had a chat, she told me about her trips to Europe. And I listened to the latest Nomad Athlete podcast, which had been the one I was on this morning and had been published. It was fun to know that I was part of it, but it was just awkward listening to my own voice. Thankfully, with this podcast, I've since overcome that mental block. I don't have much of a memory of my flight home in particular, which I take it as a good sign. 
Presumably it was unremarkable. I got back to Amsterdam early in the morning, local Dutch time, and returned home, back to reality. Somehow a couple of local insects had smuggled their way into my luggage, so when I was taking out all my stuff that morning, I there was a dead stink bug, and there was another one that was still alive, but yeah, barely. There was no way they'd survive in the, the Dutch climate compared to North Carolina. Over the next few days, I enjoyed the beers I'd brought home with some friends, savouring my last me- mementos of the trip. Well, that's not technically true. I Here, near, not far from where I'm sitting now, I can still see that Firewalker hot sauce I bought, and I have a few other bits that I have left. And the brewery t-shirt, the Asheville Brewing Company t-shirt. But mostly just wonderful memories of the trip to a beautiful part of the world where I had just so many wonderful experiences and met some of the most friendly people. Which, yeah, it breaks my heart these days to see what's going on in America, the troubles it's going through now, with COVID mismanagement firstly, but the police brutality, Black Lives Matter, wildfires raging at the moment, and just the general political malaise. I was so fortunate to get to America twice last year in 2019, to New Orleans and to Asheville, both in the South, and my experiences were just nothing but wonderfully positive, meeting friendly, interesting people. And it's such a shame to see what's going on there now, and I really hope I can return again sooner rather than later. But there you have it. That's my Asheville recap. I hope I've given you some inspiration to go sometime. Certainly a place worth checking out. I'd highly recommend it. And yes, thank you very much for listening. Feel free to get in touch with me. Like, subscribe, share the podcast. Do all that good stuff. I'd be very appreciative. And if you want to find me on Instagram, you can at StephenRunsVegan. For those who know my personal Instagram, there is a... Scroll back to September 2019, you'll see photos from my trip to Asheville that were really nice. And we'll leave it there. Guys, thank you very much for listening. Take care of yourselves and each other. I'm going to love you and leave you. Bye-bye.